mobility as a service, it's not new. We've been seeing this for the last 100 years, by the time we were on horses, and now we have cars, it's all the same. Where do you want to go? What are the options and how can you use it? You are listening to Transport for Future, a new podcast series by the Transport Area of the Florence School of Regulation, dedicated to European transport regulation. Stay with us for a deep dive into burning transport sector issues, including digitalization, financing, and the sector's recovery and resilience post-COVID-19. Hello, everyone. Today, we are having a conversation on mobility as a service with Rolof Helemans, Secretary General of the Mass Alliance. Uh, Rolof, how did you uh, come interested in mobility as a service? Thank you, and thank you for having me. Mobility as a service is something which I was interested in from the moment I started working at Airport Schiphol. Um, I was responsible for parking and mobilities, and I noticed that it's so important to understand what people are driving to make them from going to A to B. So from that point, uh, I was really into mobility as a service, improving services to make end users satisfied. And I did it on the private and on the public side. I also was uh, the director parking for the city of Amsterdam. So both sides, I knew and learned what is the best to make mass happening. So let's start just with a clarification. Definitely the term mobility as a service uh, has been very popular. Um, but there are probably different understandings. How would you define what mobility as a service is? The most easy and most straightforward answer is mobility as a service is what do you uh, need to make the travel work for you? So what can you uh, plan? Uh, what can you book and what can you use? And mobility as a service, it's not new. We've been seeing this for the last 100 years by the time we were on horses and now we have cars it's all the same where do you want to go what are the options and how can you use it plan use and that's it it's not more so yeah it's a it's a broad concept uh i guess that it will take different forms different shapes right yes the different shapes are mainly focusing on the end users so we have the uh governmental point, we have the commercial point, and we have the business point. Those are the end users which we want to serve with mass. But on the other hand, you have the front providers of mobility. Owned mobility or shared mobility is a big example where you want to work for. And the next step is, once you have shared mobilities, what kind of options? It's a long term, it's a short term, is it a rail, is it a train, is it public transport, is it shared mobility or active like walking and biking? So there are many uh, types of mobility as a service, but it's all about making sure that the end user is able to choose and able to plan his travel in his way he wants and desires it. So power to the traveler. Um... And, and what benefits do you think this power to the traveler would bring? The traveler can choose. And choosing means what do I as a, as a power user, end user, really are looking forward to? Do I think it's a money thing? Then I will choose for the most cheapest way to travel. If, do I think uh, it's a convenience thing, so I want to have a very easy way to travel? Then, then go for the convenience. Or if you want to have a green uh, solution, meaning I don't want any pollution, I don't want 
then go choose for the electric one. So there are many options you can choose for, but you need to be in control of your trip, of your planning, so you are in control of what you desire. And that's the most important thing of the mass. It's all user-centric, but take the opportunity to see what's going on around you, take the options around you and use it. And um, so how do we empower the traveler? I mean, what needs to be done? What needs to change in order to uh, empower the passenger, the traveler? The, the, the real issue with empowering the traveler is not that the traveler doesn't know what's going on. The real issue is that we need to provide the right solutions and the right propositions for the end user. For example, is it possible to share data to make it accessible throughout one device so you have all the options where you can choose from. And that was the real challenge what we are facing right now. Connecting mobility providers, connecting shared mobility providers, owned mobility providers, but also make sure that the information that you are sharing is correct. So if you choose something, it is the truth instead of waiting for half an hour because it's not right. So the promise we make should be the right promise. And that's something that the end user should trust for. Once it's trusted, then you know you can use it and then we will use it more. At this moment, Mass is waiting for one solution, which is connected to all devices. So you can use it anywhere, any place, anytime. And then the end user can benefit out of the propositions. So what do you think, what, what is the main obstacle? I mean, why has this vision, uh, has, not, why has it not become a reality yet? Uh, are, are there obstacles? What are the main obstacles to, to this vision to become a reality? The main obstacles is trust in the echo chain, trust between each other, between private and public authorities, between commercial and operational data, between how we communicate with each other. It's lack of trust why we cannot really combine and and collaborate on the output and by lacking the trust we will still keep on working on the prefer the propositions which are not there yet so how can we get those trust in um it's by registration so we should say guys this is the one and only way to communicate this is the one and only way in which we can integrate and this is the one and only way which we can pay and order and reserve the services which we are requiring only by making sure that is in we can save money we can save time by talking and talking and talking about mass and we can start doing and rolling out the actions required to service the end user because that's what we are all doing this for so so if i understand right you think that the main obstacle is trust trust uh, mostly by uh, transport service providers, right? So so all kinds of mass transit service providers, railways, micromobility. At the moment, some of them do not trust like putting their data in the hands of third parties. And is that the obstacle? Am I getting it right? That's one. Um, it's also about commercial trust. I don't trust another person to, and they can see or they can reach out to my uh, customers. It's also about sharing data in which you can see where the real volumes are. And then uh, other people can also step into that one. Um, the thing we are currently talking about is what is the overall benefit of mobility as a service? 
And the only reason and the only thing that is combining us is making sure that the cities where people are living, where people are going to, but also people are working in, those cities are accessible on such a way that it's nice to be there, it's good to go there, and it's accessible at all, and also livable, so people want to be there. If we can combine those efforts into one output of mass, then we are doing a really good job, and then trust is no issue because we are working on the same purpose, making sure that we can serve a city and the people who are in there. Hmm. So you were referring yeah, to the to the commercial trust. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would put it also in another words, maybe incentives. So you need to have every to provide the right incentives to to everyone, particularly to these uh, service providers, right? Um, and in this sense, uh, I mean, what, what do you think should be the role of public authorities? I mean, should they step in uh, and maybe impose compulsory data sharing, for instance, or, or, or take, a, take a more active role inviting, providing incentives, even obligations for all the players to participate in, in these uh, mass ecosystems? Do you think that's the way forward? That's definitely the way forward. I am a strong believer that the public authorities need to have control of what they are responsible for, and that's the public space within a city. The public space, the square meters, the surfaces, how you uh, move and how you are traveling through a city or in a city is the responsibility of the public authority to serve their inhabitants or their users who are living in the city. To make them more in control of that, they need to have the tools to influence that way of behavior of traveling or that way of accessibility and livability within the city. To have that role, you need to be in control of data. You need to be in control of the uh, influence so you can work together with the uh, public transport authorities or the uh, private, uh, private mobility providers in a way where everybody can serve the end user at the best way and in their best proposition. Only by doing that, we can make this world a better world instead of waiting for each other until it's too late. Okay, let me give you another example because this is the real reason why I joined uh, the Mass Alliance. To benefit, it's very important that um, we understand what end users need, but we also understand how we can lower the accessibility to these kind of services. So one app is not enough it should be one services who can reach out to all people and the, everybody can uh, reserve book and use and pay on a very easy way but we really need to think about how we can make sure that people are not buying a car but use a car how we can benefit from not having a sparked car in the street but only a use using car going through the city not taking part of the city and most important it's better for yourself not to own an asset heavy uh, equipment like a car, but to use something it's there. So lowering the, the barriers to get accessibility to public transport authorities, to get accessibility to all kinds of services within a city is the main main reason why we should focus on with the public transport authorities, so, so with the public authorities who are owning that responsibility. So let, let me see if I get it right. So, so yeah, the vision is, uh, if we have less cars in our cities, of course, citizens will benefit of, from it. Uh, 
um, public authorities that that's in their agenda and that's a, that's a general interest objective and and what about the service providers am i getting right if i assume that they also can win out of this mass proposition because they will have more passengers those that are migrating from the private car to their uh, systems be them uh, mass transit systems owned by public authorities private systems am i getting right you're completely right by um, lowering the barrier for public transport authorities and mobility providers we can make sure that those services are being used by more people instead of uh, driving by car you can go by public transport or by bike or by subway for example if we can offer you a budget a mobility budget because you are living in a city and you used to pay a, uh, a fee for your parking a car and now you have that kind of money to use on the public transport authority because you're not using the space to park your car but the money you're saving you can use on a public transport authority so you have the the availability but also the option still to mm -hmm. travel through your city and within your city that is only encouraging the usage of the public transport authorities of the public transport within the city. So the volume will only increase, but also the volume will increase for other services as well, as long as you don't use the square meters within a city for being doing nothing. For example, a car is standing still for over 90% of the time, which is a shame. I, I, I see your point. Um... And, and always with this idea of incentives and who is winning. I mean, I, I, I see the benefits. I see also the opposition by many uh, transport service providers, not all of them, but, uh, but many of them. Um, what would be your message? I mean, how do you think that they are really winning and they, were, they should be collaborating more with this mobility as a service ecosystem? I mean, what is the message? What would be your message for these um, transport service providers which are reluctant to share, let's put it this way, to share their customers with, with the ecosystem? My clear message is only by working together, collaborating on a common goal is saving the world, is providing the right services, only by doing it together, we can make the change to provide better cities. We can make the change to make more uh, users happy with the services we provide. We can really make the change to make an, a sustainable future for the next generation. If we don't do it now, we are too late. And we have all the tools, we have all the possibilities, but it's a lack of trust to make it work. And we all want a nicer place to be in. So let's do it. Um, let, let me move uh, to another angle. Um, in order to develop these mass solutions, um, you see that um, different players have the ambition to be the leaders. Uh, and then you have on the one hand uh, the platforms, digital platforms that have the ambition to become kind of the, like the coordinators and, and the interface with the, um, with the users. Uh, you have sometimes public authorities, particularly municipalities, who have the ambition, they have always perceived themselves as the main providers of transport services inside cities with their bus systems, subways, trams. So they have the ambition, now no, I should move digital and also be leading this transition. And, uh, and then you have the, the, the transport service providers themselves uh, who perceive that they can also even manage the platform or 
take a leadership role and, and, and become the backbone and the leader of this mobility as a service, coordinating all the transport modes. Uh, so how, how do you see this, this uh, leadership? Do you think that, uh, I mean, the, the, even the fact that there is competition between these different players, uh, it's good? I mean, it, it makes the system evolve? Or, I mean, how, how do you see this leadership role? Who should be the leader? Uh, should we pick leaders or just let the ecosystem evolve naturally and see who the winner is? How do you see it? Define who the winner is is uh, a very easy question because, and that's one part you did not mention, the end user is deciding who is the winner. So we can work together on propositions, on incentives, on services. We can work together on making a better city, on making a better world. But all this work together within this eco-chain and ecosystem is only for the end user to choose from. If we're making the right propositions and the end user is making this choice to not own a car, but to use a services, then we're doing a fine job. That is the real reason why mass should be user-centric and they are the ones who are deciding what direction we should go. There is, of course, a revenue point, a cost point from a city, but also a responsibility. To make this work, we need to have clear rules and clear understanding who is playing with uh, with role in this eco-chain. That's, that's something where the public authority are, are and should be leading in because it's their city. So they should have a role in orchestrating the way people are moving. Another way is we should also make sure that all companies who are aligned and offering the services for mobility, like uh, uh, car sharing, like micro mobility, they have a business to run. We should never forget that it's a business. If they are not making money, they cannot service their business. So we should never think, well, they do it for free. There is always something against it, and that's a cost. So that cost should be within the proposition, within the commercial proposition, but it's not a dirty word to work together on providing the best proposition from a city point of view and from a commercial point of view to make sure that the end users are making the right decision and use the service we all want. And that's the reason why mass is not working as it is right now. We need to involve this trust and we need to work together to make this proposition work for everybody. Yeah, I, I, I fully share this view. I mean, it's only if we recognize what the uh, interests, incentives and of, of these service providers are, that then w we can design a good integration of all these players in the ecosystem. Uh, and, and definitely, I think we, we need to move forward. Um, so in terms of, yeah, really empowering the passenger through this uh, better coordination of the different players, I mean, how do you see the future? I mean, what how do you think that it, the, the ecosystem could or should evolve? How do you see the ecosystem, the mass ecosystems working, I don't know, in two, five years in order to make uh, this vision that you're describing a reality? We see that many uh, initiatives are uh, popping up right now. To make sure that we can uh, develop mass, we have to work together. We are now working with the European Commission to make from a European point of view, but also for every country, one responsible uh, orchestrator layer within a, uh, a country, within a city, where you can work on the mobility options and you can work on the sharing of data. 
this is not only for making sure all the uh, parties within this echo chain are connected and know where to connect, but mainly to work on the uh, on the proposition towards the end user, being a, a governmental, a commercial, or a business. So what can we do to align that one? Once we have agreed on this organization from a European level, but once we see that there is an orchestration layer within a European level, within a country level, within a city level, and in a region level, we have to work together with all parties to make the right proposition towards the end user. Within the coming two to five years, we will not see a super app. We will see a super layer of information, which is uh, open for all apps to work on, but the orchestral layer, which underneath it, that's the super layer which we're working on, that's making the proposition work for everybody. So that should be directly influenced by all uh, public authorities, meaning if it's busy or it's not busy, we can do something about it. And also all the private companies are aligned to make sure that they have access to it. And then there is no really need of one app, but all apps can work with the same data and the same information. If this is in place, and we also have the organization in place in which we can combine the mobility within a country, then we can really start working on the proposition. And working on the proposition means not only what's the price, but what's the time, what's the convenience, what's the level of cost which you want to prefer and to pay for. And what are the personal benefits for the end user so we can offer the right proposition? That's going to help us a lot to make sure that you're making the right decision. So within two to five years, I see a lot of happening, but mainly on the back end to go further and forward on the propositions towards the end users. Ticketing is a massive one, which we will break open because it's going to be activity-based ticketing. So all on accounts, account-based ticketing, all on an open ID, shareable within and through the EcoChain. So it doesn't really matter whose customer it is. It's a customer for the EcoChain and it can be transferred from one to another company uh, as long as we can make the services work for everybody throughout the EcoChain. So we will see a lot of happening within this reach to make the benefits of mass happening and just to really make sure the benefits of mass are huge, but we have to work together to get them. So if we want to have an accessible city and we want to have a livability city, then we should work together on the propositions to make it happen. So again, let, let me see if, if I understand your point. So the idea would be to work on the, on the back end so, so you develop the, the, I don't know, interoperability, the data sharing, you build the data pools, the data for example, through a mobility data space, and then the different players can tap on those resources to provide the uh, interface with the user in competition. So you can have the mass transit uh, uh, players developing their own solutions, their own platforms, applications, interface with the with the users, and you can have the also the, the more traditional platforms, even the municipalities if they want. So, so everyone could tap into these resources to provide their own interface with the passenger. Uh, am I getting it right? That that would be uh, the way forward. Right. That's the way forward. You're completely right. And by interfacing and and uh, hooking up into the interoperability of the offering of the services, you can also uh, make sure that you are. Uh, 
orchestrating or influencing the right direction of the trip and the right direction of the reservation offered to the end user. And that's the planning part. And we can plan a lot better. So we can also make sure that public transport authorities, the, the transport authorities, uh, don't drive empty buses because we know there is no demand for it. So we can really start mm -hmm. using optimizing cities and optimizing the heavy assets within a city. So we are in the front front for a really change on the way we look at mobility and the way we look at steering the mobility, influencing mobility from a demand and a supply change. And allow me just a final question. Do you see, I mean, over the last months, experiences in, in specific cities, countries or, or companies that are advancing in this in this uh, vision that you have? I mean, could you could you point us to some good practices? In yeah, there are um, many, many pilots and many life labs going on around now. Uh, we see that many co companies are working on congestion congestion to not only identify it, but also to work for it. Um, some examples within the Netherlands, uh, the mass pilots, where you can adjust the assets, heavy assets into the real offering of the uh, uh, real time information. So what time do you need to be there? So at what time do you need to go from home, despite from the time on the traffic jams or uh, other ways to travel? Um, I know that Uber is doing a lot of work on congestions. I know that traffic management and sharing the traffic management to not only provide your information for what is the best route, but also to provide information what we can improve to uh, to offer an, an alternative is uh, is an ongoing discussion. And um, in the UK at this moment, especially in London, we see that. Um, car sharing but also the offering of the car sharing modes uh, is, is increasing rapidly because it's it's seen by many people that that's the solution a better solution to meet your own desire at that moment um, in uh, the alps in austria we also see that um, uh, the real companies are also combining the offering to other solutions other mobility providers not to overcrowd their trains but they uh, are sharing the leveling of occupancy with other modes so there are quite a lot of optimization projects at the current moment but the real next step of influencing big um, streams of people that's the next step that's the next step we're waiting for that's not uh, not been taken yet uh, on a high level on the country level it's more on a city level uh, or on a region level so we need to focus on the next step and need to focus on live lab experience on the human behavior and the um, the way we can, I don't want to say manipulate, but the way we can provide the right solutions to the behavior of people so they can choose on a, on a really good way, which we all want. And, and that's, that's learning, learning by doing and we should do it now. Yeah, if you, I mean, just a final comment on my side, that's, I mean, it, it, that's the way all digital platforms are evolving. I mean, uh, maybe the world, it's the recommendation. I mean, all platforms from, I, I don't know, from YouTube, from Facebook, but those are also that are interfacing with the real world. It, it's about how the algorithms recommend the best options, this active role of the platform to, to nudge 
users to the right direction. I think that's um, especially from a public authority, we can also adjust the algorithms to make the best solutions and to make the best propositions. So we are in a control seat to to decide what's good for a city or what's good for mm -hmm. a country. And that's exactly what we are uh, supposed to do. I compare this with the IATA of the airline industry, who is orchestra layer of all the airlines and all the aviation within the world. Mm -hmm. So they know what's going on. This is exactly what we also try to achieve with mobility and IATA for mobility in which you can see what are the lines, what are the thickness of the lines and what can we do to make sure that it's not getting too wide or too big. Uh -huh. So we get alternatives and we, with these alternatives, we can offer something else which is better, which is cheaper, which is faster. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. We, are in this, mm -hmm. we are in the seat, so we can do this. This, this is this is a concept in which we are working at the theoretical level in Florence, Professor Finger and myself on the uh, yeah the concept of how to introduce the general interest in the algorithm, um, particularly in these industries that I mean general interest has always been so relevant, like in mobility, in uh, communications, energy. I mean, how we make sure that uh, digitalization, platformization. Uh, does not change this general interest nature of these industries and and, and I, I think it's through the algorithms that that uh, general interests have to be uh, adapted to the new situation okay uh Rolof, thank you very much it's been a very interesting conversation uh, thank you very much for your participation and, and sharing with us how you see the evolution of mobility as a service bringing us some uh, um yeah places cities that we should be following uh and uh, uh, thank you very much for your participation. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. And uh, I really reach out and scream to everybody. Let's do this and let's do this together. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Transport for Future. Stay tuned for the next episodes. <laughs>